0: Jewish audio on Kabbalah.org. Hilchoy Sanhedrin Yud opens up with the rule that every Dayan must come to his decision based on his own understanding based on his own way of thinking and not simply listen and see that the greater judge whom he respects came to a certain conclusion so that person is certainly right i will opine like him that is prohibited the ramam goes then on to give various examples of scenarios from where we see that there is a certain leaning that the Torah gives to the side of finding the accused person Innocent in capital cases, we're speaking here only about capital cases, and similarly the various measures that were in place to, so to say, safeguard the right of the person who's being defended. So once a dayan explained why he finds someone to be innocent, even though when it comes to the actual vote on the following day or in a few days, it's never on the same day that Diane has the right to change his mind, but once he already explained why he finds the person to be innocent, he cannot then share his rationale, his ideas, his sfaras, as to why this person, he now decided, should be found guilty. Interestingly, uh, similarly, when the trial opened up, meaning after all of the evidence was presented, there is an importance for the judges to begin always speaking to the side of schus, meaning that they first address the accused and they right away let him know that if he or she did not commit the transactions or the, the, the transgressions I mean concerning which right the edus, the testimony or the proof was given they should not have any fear of the words of the witnesses similarly when the dayanim begin to offer their svaris you begin you begin with the one that's going to open up to the side of schoz furthermore all showing that there is a certain leaning to find the accused innocent in the based and this is the system Hashem gave us that if a Bezdin made a mistake and they declared someone that really should be innocent, Chayev, and now they discover even after the verdict that they made a mistake and their logic, etc., they will rescind, they will nullify the verdict. But that's only a one-way street. The other way around, the other way around, if they made a mistake not in something that's mamish, black and white not in something that even the tzadukim will agree to but if they made a mistake and they found the person to be innocent even though they realize after the verdict that indeed this person should have been sentenced to death since the verdict is given the person is allowed to live the verdict of schus stands hil had sanhedrin paid ikud goes through all of the differences that we have between dinamominus in other words cases involving financial matters and dinanafash's capital punishment cases that Rambam only in halacha aleph will give you eight of such differences then the Rambam is going to point out that many of these differences therefore have certain so have side effects uh, it's like there's an avena so there's the primary differences like just for example that when it comes to a financial case you have to begin the trial a day you confer you can conclude the trial even on the same day that means if all of the day or the system that is in place is coming to the end on the day that the trial began so be it unlike dinner in when it comes to capital cases even if the judges already explained their reasons they already expressed how they will vote you may never make the final count and ruling on the same day you have to at least send it off for the following day so this is like the eighth the final difference in halacha alef The rambam goes from that and says and therefore for example one may never initiate a capital case on Ed of Shabbos and Ed of Yomtev because the next day will be Shabbos and Yomtev and on Shabbos and on Yomtev, one may not execute a person. And as we will learn, once the verdict is given, once the case closed, if the person was found guilty, he has to be executed literally ASAP with certain details as we'll have in the subsequent chapters so therefore you don't even begin you do not even begin it on Ed of Shabbos and Erev yomtiv unlike Dine Mominus that since you can conclude the case on the day you began it you can begin it on Ed of Shabbos and Erev yomtiv however the Raman writes that Midr we don't want the, uh, the judges to feel rushed people are busy on Erev Shabbos and Erev yomtiv so truth be told Midr we do not open up a trial not even a financial trial on Erev Shabbos nor on Erev yomtiv and um the end the end of the chapter after going through all of the differences the final one will be concerning the uh, genealogical purity needed for anyone to be a judge so there is a concept that we learned from the psukom in the home that that a, a king or really any other position of leadership and now we're focusing on being a judge has to be from amongst your brethren which excludes a convert. However, what were to happen if the mother is Jewish and the father is not? Such a person, if that's a woman, would not be allowed, to, a coin would not be allowed to marry her. So when it comes to financial matters, it's considered mikedev achecha. But when it comes to din and fascists, we have a higher standard of genealogical purity and such a person will not be a qualified judge. Sanhedrin Padik Yud Beis goes through the procedure that happens in court when we are judging a capital case. So the Padek will first focus on the first shalom Aleichem, so to say, that the Dayanim give to the witnesses, making sure, number one, that they know with certainty that the person standing in front of them is the person who allegedly committed the crime about which they are testifying. And number two, that Imam goes through details of forewarning of Hasra'ah, and they have to be certain that Halachik, Hasra'ah, was properly given with unbelievable details as we have in this chapter. You'll learn, you'll find out that actually it would be very rare that someone got a proper forewarning and yet God forbid, violated whichever violation he or she is being accused of. Now, other than asking and getting clear responses for these first two questions, they, they give a general statement that was meant to intimidate and to make the witnesses understand the severity and we're focusing specifically on capital cases of what were to happen if they're not saying the truth that this can lead to the execution of a person and unlike money which of course the, the dayanam should never be lied to and it's terrible if they erroneously based on false witnesses demanded for payment to be made when it was not owed but there is chuva for that meaning the money can be returned when it comes to returning a life we can't do that and it's beautiful to read the, the words and uh, of, of what are told to the witnesses Uh, speaking about the greatness about human life the uniqueness of human life you know that everyone should say on the other hand they needed to make sure that the witnesses don't feel so intimidated that they're going to say who needs it no if you know testimony you're obligated to share it and if you're saying the truth and because of your testimony a wicked person will be executed that's a good thing that person was meant to be executed after that do they begin to do what we call the drisha and the hakira, the proper questioning and cross-examining of the witnesses. Obviously it's not done together. You begin with the greater one of the two witnesses, and then you do it with the subsequent witness or witnesses, and then you make sure that their testimony is accurate, is aligned. When it comes to a capital case, like we mentioned, they may not give their verdict on the day that the trial began. So even though they know already what the count will be, they spend the rest of that day and night debating the case, re the case, making sure that everyone is coming to the right verdict. And in the next morning, the Rambam goes through the details, how each person said, it's not yay or nay, the way the Goyim do it, but you know, as, as you read inside that Rambam, and then if the person indeed is found guilty, we are going to continue that in the next chapter tomorrow but the person is going to be let out the place where the person was executed was six mil which is around six kilometers out away from the based in and the importance of right away executing that person simply walking him or her there and other details as we will god willing learn it inside